This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Should we be able to see the names of the 100 top billing doctors in the province, along with the amounts they're charging OHIP? Would you like to see them named and shamed in the Toronto Star? At the beginning of the month, the Information and Privacy Commissioner of Ontario ordered the release of that information. Now, the Ontario Medical Association is seeking to overturn that landmark decision. So is a group of about 40 doctors who are on the list and a single physician who's acting alone. They've filed applications with the Ontario Divisional Court to quash the ruling. The Privacy Commissioner says this information is in the public interest and should be released in the interests of transparency and accountability. The doctors say that this is personal information and without the proper context, OHIP billings will be looked at as income when in fact they don't show the number of hours doctors work, the complexity of care, or the overhead costs to pay staff, equipment, and run their clinics. Uh, The doctors also say this uh, contradicts previous rulings and it has no legal basis. The Star, for instance, says it would give you some insight if you're stuck in a packed rating room for ages and then your doctor gives you only a minute or two of FaceTime. If you check the billings, you might think something is up. I'm not sure you need to look at billings to figure out that that's not good care. And in fact, in some offices lately, signs are posted saying that patient visits can only last 15 minutes. And uh, that is in the context of the big battle between the province and the doctors right now. So I want to hear from you. I want to hear what you think. The number's to call 416 360 0740 or toll free 1-866-744-740. Do you want to see the names of those top billing Ontario doctors? Do you think doctors are getting too much money? Think they're taking advantage of the system? In the meantime, on the line, I have the former Ontario Privacy Commissioner, Anne Kavukian. She is currently the Executive Director of the Privacy and Big Data Institute. Ms. Kavukian, welcome. Thank you for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you. Well, you've said that this release of information, the ruling ordering the release of information is very significant. Why? It's a departure from from the previous ruling. So for the past almost 20 years, this information has been considered personal information and decisions arising from the commission. And so it was significant in that for the first time, it's a complete departure. And this information is considered to be billing information as opposed to personal information. Now, personally, when I read the the, the report, I didn't actually have the reasons. It wasn't clear to me why the difference arose. Um, but I accept that. I accept that for purposes of, of openness and uh, transparency, you want to release information relating to physician billings. I can accept that. What I find difficult to accept is the assumption that just releasing the total amount, people are going to think, 
they're going to associate that with the income of the physicians involved. And it's apples comparing apples and oranges. They're completely different. In the case of physicians, as you indicated um, in your introduction, they have overhead costs, which they can be billed for, you know, rent for clinic space, salaries that perhaps they're paying to office staff, medical equipment, supplies, etc. So staffing and equipping clinics uh, will be reflected in that. And my concern is I don't want the public to equate the total amount billed, the billing information, as the income of these physicians. Well, that's that's basically what the doctors are saying. I mean, when it comes to people who are paid from the public purse, there is the sunshine list, yes. but that's salary. Exactly. That's the salary of civil servants earning, I think it's uh, 100000 or more. And even though some would argue that that's personal information of the individuals, the public interest in revealing that information overrides that. So fine, you can accept that. Um, these are the salaries of the individuals involved. That's not the same in the context of physicians. And so I think it is a reasonable argument that we should at the very least, and this is what I would suggest, is have a means to report that information in a way that breaks down the information associated with that physician um, so that you can have some distinction being made between what is income versus overhead costs, for example. It doesn't wouldn't that just add a whole level of complexity to yeah. accounting and you're getting into stuff that would probably appear on tax returns, which is considered private? Yes. Libby, you're absolutely right. I'm not suggesting this would be a simple exercise and we'd have to have you know some kind of committee organize this and figure out how to do it. I'm, I'm just suggesting that it is unfair, in my view, just to put one amount out there and people will just jump to the conclusion that this is the this will reflect the income of these physicians and they're making so much money and how unfair that is i wanted if you want to be fair about reporting what a physician is earning if that's the issue here then then make it reasonable and make that conclusion reasonable to be drawn. Otherwise, I'm just concerned that people are going to think they're going to associate one cost with income of physicians. And I just personally don't think that's fair. I have wonderful physicians, you know, who have treated me over the years. I just want this to be a fair exercise. Yeah, and, and it, it does not take anything into account. I mean, you know, the, the fact is, I mean, I, I don't know if you can speak to this, but to me, this looks like just a, another part of this battle between the physicians and the province over billing. And it looks like, I mean, that there's this attempt to paint the physicians as greedy or as overpaid. Yeah. And, and I just think that would be so unfortunate to have that um, be the outcome and the conclusion drawn here. You know, the public is very well served by physicians. Obviously, we need them um, a great deal. And I, I just want this to be a fair exercise. We have to reflect context, not only in this situation, but in all situations. You know, I always talk about privacy, how important context is to privacy. And in this case, the reporting of information. I'm not suggesting that transparency isn't important. It is. It's very important. But it has to be done fairly. And it can't simply reflect something which is not accurate. The other thing is, for, as I mentioned, 
many years, close to 20 years, uh, the decisions coming out of the uh, commission were different from this. So I would have liked uh, something a little more detailed as to what is it that enables a departure from past practice? What, what changed? Well, I, I guess that it, they, they're not considering this to be personal information there, and I can certainly see that. I mean, these are, you know, physicians are small businesses and they're private businesses. If you have a public business, then that's all uh, public information in terms of, uh, you know, the how much revenue you have, what your what your expenses are, all of that. So I can sort of see how that's not considered private information, but but Agreed. it does seem totally unfair. And it seems, frankly, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure the privacy commissioner is, is not in cahoots with the government. No. Uh, and this, no. you know, is started with the, the Toronto Star, but uh, it, it just seems very political. And it seems like, to me, they're kind of an easy target. And, and I pull myself out of the politics as well. I, I, I try very hard not to um, involve myself in that. However, as you said, this strikes me as as being unfair in terms of the absence of any context being reflected in association with the gross amount being um, revealed, which is what is being desired here. I think it's one thing if you want to compare this and make it like the sunshine list relating to the salaries of you know, civil servants, that relates to income of individuals for, that is being obtained from the public purse. Fine. I, I can see a whole government department just devoted to doing that. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's my difficulty with, with what your, uh, your suggestions are. Uh, let's go to the phone and take okay. a call from Gary in London. Hi, Gary. Hi, how are you? Fine, how are you? Uh, great. Uh, my wife and I, we've had a doctor for over 40 years, just fabulous now. His daughter has taken over. She's fabulous. We're dealing with a problem with my mother-in-law's doctor who doesn't seem to want to help her out on her prescriptions and that. She's 85 years old. Wow. Mm. And uh, we're transferring, luckily with our doctor, we're trans- they're willing to accept her as a patient now, which is hard nowadays. Yes, to find a doctor, and and uh, just to digress a little bit, you know, you you t- your Zoomers obviously doctor for forty years, mm-hmm. uh, and I I know I've always for GPs had doctors who are a little older, so I mean it's wow, you know, our doctors are retiring just as we really need them. <laughs> yeah, and about the public purse too, like they say it's private, but. If they're taking money from the government, which is our money, right? Um, I think they should be accountable for it because uh, uh, we've heard about other doctors overbilling and then uh, all of a sudden have to go to court for it, and then there's our money again fighting them in court. Well, but, but do you agree with uh, Ms. Kavukian that it's it's unfair to look at their gross billings and to look at it as income because a doctor is a small business, and if you walk into you know a doctor's clinic, there are... Uh, office support staff there, there's equipment there, there's supplies there, all of that stuff have to, has to be paid for. Oh, definitely. I definitely agree with what she says about that. So wouldn't it be great if we could do this, if we could find a way? And I mean, I know it would be complicated, but I mean, it's not rocket science. There has to be a way that this information could be reported such that the income of the physician versus their overhead costs can be reported in some some manner. I agree with that totally. Like our doctor, when he retired, 
he actually threw a party for all his patients and all that. And he was no, by no means rich. Did he? Did he? Did he write it off the party? <laughs> oh, well, probably. Why not? He was, he was a great guy. I mean, there there were over like a thousand, fifteen hundred people there that mm. he, he had. Well, I, I can't. I can't, if there were over a thousand or fifteen hundred people, like he couldn't have been spending that much time with each of them. Oh, he did. He did. Another thing was most doctors, you go in there and it's one thing for one trip. Uh, they've changed that, apparently. Oh, okay. It was like that for a while, mm-hmm. and then I was set straight when I mentioned that it, they've, they have changed that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, I know my mother-in-law's doctor is still that way. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. And and ours, ours would uh, automate. you know, we've got a couple of problems, whatever, do it all in one visit, everything's good, see you later. <laughs> well, that, that sounds good. Um, yep. Thanks for your call, Gary. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, Jerry in Burlington. Hello, how Hi. are you? Fine, how are you? Good. I agree with uh, uh, you uh, absolutely. Uh, I think the, I don't know why the government is going after the doctors. Uh, doctors For money. <laughs> well, Libby, I don't care how much the doctor is earning. Uh, they deserve it because they have the most important job in the world, looking after our health. As long as there are some means of um, making sure that they are, there is nothing fraudulent about it, uh, I don't care how much they make, and I think they should make a lot more than they are doing now. I think this is an exercise, exercise that is not needed. And, and you know what? There is a lot of money wasted in the health system, and in my opinion, it's in a lot of uh, layers of bureaucracy that mm-hmm. do not work well together. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it looks as though the government has nothing else to do than go going after the doctors, whereas I think, you know, there are other areas that should be addressed. Mm-hmm. But I think this is ridiculous. And as I said, I, I, I think the doctors deserve it. And as long as they're, you know, like if, if the government of course. kind of um, makes sure that uh, there is nothing fraudulent, mm-hmm. I don't care. There, there are bad apples, and I know that a few times I've received in the mail a question from OHIP. They check. They said, yes. you know, did you see this doctor on such and such a day? Yes. And, and as they, long they as do that. That's that? right. they, they do that kind of um, checking as they would in any profession, which is fine. But as you were saying, this, to target doctors um, unfairly, I think, would just make matters much worse. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I don't understand. I mean, uh, you know, why doctors, yes, I know, Libby, you said the money, but uh, why? The, because they are an easy target. Exactly. Yeah. Everybody yeah. says all these fat cat doctors. But, mm-hmm. you know, the, I think the average GP, uh, we're going to be talking to a doctor soon, you know, works uh, about 60 hours a week. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, you know, uh, they they work hard. <laughs> they they have, the, as I said, the, the the most important job in the world. Yes. You know, because I mean, I would not want to have their responsibility. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they deserve every penny they get if it's um, honest. Yeah. Okay, thank you very thank much. Thank you. Have a nice weekend. Lovely. Have a nice... And happy Canada Day tomorrow. Okay, and we, we are going to have a free-for-all Friday tomorrow. So, um, oh, really? Good. As usual. That's good to know. <laughs> okay. Thank so, you. Thanks, Libby. Okay, Thanks. people, we are... 
Thank you. Bye-bye. We are going to uh, take a quick break now. Um, We're going to say thank you very much to Anne Kavukian. Really appreciate your input. My pleasure. Thank you for asking me. Bye-bye. When we come back, we're going to have uh, the perspective from a doctor who is heading up a doctor's organization, and we'll take more of your calls on this. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Welcome back. Well, we've been talking about this ruling from the Ontario Privacy Commissioner ordering the release of the names and the amounts of the top 100 uh, billing doctors in the province. We've been talking to people about it. Um, Our people are pretty well on the doctor side, and we are going to go to talk to a doctor right now. Dr. Douglas Mark is a GP and the interim president of Doctors Ontario. Hello. Uh, Okay, we are getting him right now, so we'll go right to the phones, and we've got John in Brampton. Hi, John. Hi. How are you? Good, good. How are you? Fine. Uh, I guess my point would be, if the government is convinced these doctors are doing something illegal, you should do an investigation, uh, pull the plug on them, and charge them. If uh, if they've if they're in their investigation, they're finding out that these are just very good businessmen. What the hell's the point? Uh, well, the, you ask you ask a, a, a good question. I mean, the, according to the Toronto Star, which uh, where this originates, they're saying, well, uh, if you feel like your doctor is shortchanging you, you you might get some insight from this if if they're taking too many patients, or uh, that perhaps some specialties are overpaid in their estimation. That's that that's the argument. Well, you have to get a medical degree to be able to determine that, and since most people don't have one, <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I'm with the doctors. This is, it, it's stupidity. It, for all the money that's, that's been lost uh, and, and the, the shortfall that we have now uh, in, in our uh, hospitals and, 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 you know, just medical care in, in general, um, I, I guess they must be the easiest target to blame. Uh, I think they're a pretty easy uh, target to blame. I agree with you there. Yeah, it's there must be something better for them to do, um, and you know maybe they should be looking for ways to, you know, ease the expense burden on the taxpayers instead of uh, you know, making a case against the doctors. Like I said, if it's illegal, charge them. If it's not illegal, you know, yeah, stay out of it. Okay, thanks for your call. All right. Okay, um, we now have uh, Dr. Douglas Mark on the telephone. He is a GP and the interim president of Doctors Ontario. Welcome, Dr. Mark. Thanks for having me, Libby. Uh, so, what is your perspective on all of this? Well, the main issue right now is about the uh, putting out there the doctors' billings, right? And the government plans to only publish the top billers and. My organization, we feel, go ahead, publish them, but don't publish just the top bills. Publish all the doctors' billings, and they'll see what an amazing bargain we are. Uh, what do you mean, all the doctors' billings? Uh... Well, well, rather than just post the highest billers, because, look, the example is the one they had recently in the newspaper. Uh, the, the top billing doctor in the province was an ophthalmologist. Right. It's 0.6 million. You remember that? Everybody yep, I sure that. do. Yeah. So everybody thinks, oh, well, doctors make a lot of money, right? And I thought that'd be great. But the story is this. That ophthalmologist has a group of 14 doctors. They're all ophthalmologists. They all bill through the one doctor, and he pays them off through that billing. 
and they all have overheads. They have all kinds of fancy equipment. Their overheads are easily 60%, easily. And that doctor, I understand, works 110 hours a week. You're not getting the whole picture. Uh, well, uh, certainly we, we are not. Um, do you think that, uh, I mean, what do you think about the argument that uh, we need transparency here? Um, I, I agree with there's got to be some transparency. But I'd rather the government be fully transparent to us because they're always, they use smoke and mirrors all the time. They put out legislation that sounds good. It's like... But when you look in the details, it's not. It's like the little Red Riding Hood grandmother story. So I'd like to see transparency. But really, if you look at what we what physicians earn, it, it's people should be angry. Our fees currently are half what the Ontario Medical Association recommends. We did some numbers last year at Doctors Ontario. We translated how our fees translate, and then like an hourly time compared right. to what a lawyer or a accountant, the people highly trained and educated work very hard under stress and whatnot, you value their time, but what their hourly rates are. And it, for like a, Yours are a, not 800 bucks an hour like no, some very good lawyers. No. So it would be about, for a family doctor visit, the complete visit. Hello, how are you? What's the problem? This, this, this examination, description, explanation, testing, reading the testing, referring people sometimes to specialists, all that in five minutes. That's all they're funding us for. Okay, that's the fee. Now, they'll, they'll argue it's not a time fee. No, it's for a visit. It's like all-you-can-eat smorgasbord discount prices. So it's really ridiculous. And they, we, we offered them a cut in the checkup fee because there's been changes. Checkups aren't the same, but you still got to sit and talk, talk about vaccines, how your allergies, how's the dog. You know, you got to go through their history, talk about the medications, all the tests, the screening, why you should do all this. And for the typical adult up to 65, it's only totally $50. And oh. for, I know for me, for anyone even who tries to do like a fast physical, it, 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 takes, it can take an hour. And that's, that's probably my overhead. And so I, I, I don't, I, if you're not, if you're funded by the fee-for-service system, you're probably losing money. You can't make a living doing a checkup these days. Well, and it, that's a li- ridiculous this is, so. Well, uh, there are certain, yeah, they, they, uh, there's a definite imbalance in how some procedures are compensated. We're going to have to wrap yeah. things up, but just my, my last question to you, uh, what did you think of Ann Kavukian's suggestion that, uh, yes, we should show the billings, but also somehow show uh, all the overhead and, and how much is actually income? Is that something that, <laughs> that you yeah. think is a better idea? Yeah, that's what that's, that should be. That it has to be, yeah, you can't just show the gross billings. You have to put that in plus the hours doctors put in. And uh, that's it. The, the last call I had hit it, the nail on the head. I fully agree with him. But the biggest problem we have right now is we have half the hospital beds that the rest of the developed world has, and we need 50% more doctors to be comparable to the rest of the developed world. That's how bad it is, okay? This is just smoke and mirrors, what they're doing. Okay. Uh, Dr. Douglas Mark, thanks so much. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. 
Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.